Good morning and welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars. We are live from cliffcentral.com, cliffcentral.com, and we could not be more excited. Happy Heritage Day. What a beautiful country we get to celebrate together. Good morning, Mr. Mere. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. And you? Good, good, good. So good to be back in here. I know. And I just have to say, guys, like my husband needs to learn from you, Simba. Simba bought me the most beautiful proteas ever. I'm so excited. So thank you for that. Very, very well treated today. So I'm sure that you saw today we kind of talking. We wanted to keep in line with Heritage Day and we're chatting about South African hair and South African food. So we are super, super, super excited at who we have in studio with us. First up, um, I met this character about two years back when we were referred to him via a friend, the lovely Kim Garner. And um, her, her man, Adam, used to, used to go to Boyden. And Boyden Barnardo is the owner and founder of Freedom Hair. So welcome, Boyden. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, listen, we, I mean, it's everything Heritage Day. We're talking about hair. We're talking about food. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your business. I'm just looking at your beard right now. That's that's how what I sort of aspire to get my beard to eventually one day. But, I mean, I want to hear about the business and where it all started. Um, well, the business started about four years ago when I left the salon industry. Um, I wanted to give something different to my clients. Um, the, I wanted to uh, focus on personal service, actually looking at the client as a whole, not just as a uh, number walking into the shop. So, yeah, it's about just being different and uh, standing out of the crowd. That's what um, I'm all about. So, so I think also, Boyden, what, what really attracted us as a, as a entrepreneurship platform to want to get you in here is that your whole theme and take and creative space that you've designed within, I, I hate to say barber, but is that what we're calling it? Can I call it that? Is there a better word? Um, you know, I'm more of a stylist with a barbering flair, so to speak. Oh, yeah, I knew. See, I yeah. knew. that's why I asked. That's why I asked. So, so in that space though, like just when you walk in, you see like the rock and roll elements, the, is it late 50s? Yes. Explain 50s, that. So explain, it's retro. It's, explain it's, how you've held on to who you are as a person and then how it fills out into your brand. Well, my family are antique restorers, and um, I pretty much lived the retro life. So uh, my whole life I've been collecting, and I started collecting barber chairs about, geez, eight, ten years ago. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just about staying cool, staying true, and just giving good, clean haircuts. You know, I was speaking to you earlier before we came on the show. I was asking you what sort of style is your barber, is it that old-school sort of style? Because when I think of going and getting groomed, I mean, I want that old school sort of feel. Like, I'm in the barber, it's you and your friends, and you're just talking about all sorts of stories about life and whatever happened. Is it that sort of vibe? 100%. Um, the reason I called it freedom was for that thing. It's whatever you need to talk about, whatever you want to talk about, that's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. Um, open-mindedness, free thinkers, and just a place to be yourself. 
It's like Oprah for men. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think also, so what's important to remember about what Boyden's doing is he was very wise in how he started off in terms of keeping fixed costs down in the beginning. Opened up, obviously, in one of the best areas in Joburg, which is Parkhurst, one of my faves. And kind of converted the super cool garage into this amazing space where you walk in and you feel like you're getting so much more than just a haircut or a styling job or whatever it is. So now, Boyd's just talk us through, you're now opening a new store, which is kind of hot off the press. I, I only know because Sven gets his hair done there. Um, and so do I. And um, also... Just just talk us through, I think what's important is that people understand the transition of the, the, the smaller overheads and costs in the beginning, and then what you had to do to prepare yourself for what's about to happen with Freedom Hair. 100%, 100% Jade. Um, Jade, four years ago when I started Freedom Hair, my, my parents gave me the opportunity. They built the, they built the section onto their house because uh, pretty much I had nowhere else to go. And... Um, I mean, by choice, shall I say. Um, and I started with very minimal. I started with one chair, one mirror, very small space, great space, just clean lines. And, um, you know, it's been a, uh, developing over the last four years into something quite special, you know, somewhere where people call like them their second homes, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, through the help of my fiancé and the guided uh, help of my fiancé, um, I've gotten the, the courage to open the new shop, which is going to be called Freedom Hair, Barbering and Coffee. Oh, wow. Uh, we no longer just do hair. We are specializing in a great brand of coffee. It's going to be amazing. Um, it all works in the whole thing of uplift, upli- upliftment and uh, helping people in the community. Uh, the whole brand goes along about uh, getting people out the townships and um, actually training them as baristas. And they are... Uh, I'm going to employ one of the guys to come and work in my shop and be one of these really cool hipster kind of uh, baristas just serving the best coffee in Joburg. Now, when, when you started the business, I mean, obviously, you, you had this whole idea of how you wanted to look. You wanted it to be authentic, of course, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Now, what mistakes did you make along the way? Paperwork. Yeah? If you do not do your paperwork, there is no business. And I found that out a couple of times. So if you're someone like me that doesn't like to do paperwork, and you can get someone to help you. Because if you don't have the best paperwork, your business doesn't flourish. Yeah, so what would be the, the, the top three things that if, if someone's to start a business like this or any sort of a business, what are three things that they need to do before they start? Well, firstly, you've got to have passion. Mm-hmm. Because when the days are when you're doing five clients over four weeks because it's raining and nobody wants to cut their hair, <laughs> you kind of feel a little bit crap. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's the, it's the passion that pulls you through. You know, you got to love what you do. Hair is not easy. You know, it's long hours, long standing. And so, firstly, it's passion. Um, you got to have, jeez, you got to have drive. Uh, you got to be able to um, just keep going, mm. you know, because it is very hard to do it on your own, especially if you've got no help from anybody else, especially getting into the whole thing of a business when mm. you've only been a stylist. Wow. You know, there's, there's, uh, I mean, you, you, you're, the best, uh, you're the best businessman when you're in someone else's business. You know how to run their business. Yeah. But when it comes to your own business, it is, it's tough. That's it's, because every creative can't necessarily be a businessman. Well, that's the thing, you know. I'm super creative, and the, the business aspect is what I struggle with. So I've got a great team that helps me out, you know. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. 
No, and I and I think it's it's touching on such a cool point. So remember, we've been in the last couple of weeks, we've kind of been touching on with where, wherever you are in your business and whatever hurdles you're facing, let us know what they are. You know that you can get involved with us. You can call in right now on 0861-555-189. Have a chat with Boyden. Have a chat with our upcoming guests. But wherever you are, just remember what every single guest or business leader or entrepreneur that comes into our platform offers. Like Boyden's saying, really, when people keep mentioning, obviously, Simba, we've heard passion quite a bit. Yeah. Um, just remember, people are not offering you that insight just because they feel like saying passion. It really is if you're not doing what you're doing for the right reason and because you absolutely love it, then you need to stop because it's going to kill you. The stress will kill you. The unhappiness will kill you. Just don't go forward. Hey, Boyden, I, I mean, is that what we're it, saying? Exactly, hey? Jade. You know, the, the money in my bank is an added extra. When I see a client walk out with a hairdo that I've done, you know, it makes me smile. It makes me shiver. Because it's that. Because I love, love what I do. You know, I eat, sleep, and drink hair. At 5 o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep, I'm watching YouTube clips to better my skills. That's awesome. So also, I think what differentiates you, because often some entrepreneurs, some entrepreneurs are amazing at it, but you're, you're, a, you're a very humble dude. And so I know that you'd never mention this. So I'm going ma- to mention it for you because I think it's cool. And I think it's also what differentiates you. I know that you also do quite a few high-profile haircuts in Joburg. There's a few celebos who pull in. Are you allowed to mention them? or? Um, <laughs> I, do, I do a few, a few cool people's hair. Um, the thing is, you know, when you're coming to Freedom Hair, you're one of the rest, you know. Um, everybody's human. I'm human. I don't treat you better. I treat everybody the same, and that's with respect, integrity, and humbleness. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, well, then we won't mention the celebs. But, he does, <laughs> but they so are I, there, they and are I love there. them. You know? And if it wasn't for them, you know, spreading my name and spreading my word, because my whole business has been purely word of mouth. Wow. Um, I've had a Facebook page and a, uh, um, an Instagram account only for the last couple of months, but if it wasn't for the clients that I have and the, the love that they spread, I wouldn't be where I am today. Did, no. you, did you find that you had to make it cool before it became popular, before it sort of took off? Um, no. Um, I've got a philosophy of, you know, stay true mm-hmm. and the rest follows. Yeah, So, because, I mean, any starting any sort of business, it's, it's a huge risk, but there must have been many times where you were absolutely terrified. Dude, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, sleepless nights, you know, loans, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's really tricky. You know, but it's worth it. Absolutely. So, I, I think what we what we want to do is we we obviously it's Heritage Day, and we we thought that hair was quite a massive part of the South African culture, but also food. So, sitting next to Boyd, and we have in in studio some pretty cool guests. Um, we they dictated the menu, which I probably would not have signed off. Had I known, had I known was what was going to creep into this little space. But with us are the two co-founders of a very, very cool concept that's grown and continues to grow in Johannesburg, the Culinary Workshop. We've got Graham Powell sitting here with us this morning. Hi, Graham. Howdy. How are we doing? Fine and you. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I I was very privileged to have met. um, I actually... This, this tiny little Josie is super tiny. I actually went to school with Graham's brother, Michael, and um, also met Graham at Tomorrow Entrepreneurs event in Maboneng. Oh, wow. 
And just hearing about the culinary workshop and the kind of stuff they're producing from a quality point of view, what's going on in terms of trends and all these different things, we are excited to have you guys here. But I think what we need to unpack first is what is going on here menu-wise. So I think you need to explain to everybody. All right. Well, we decided having a, obviously having Heritage Day today, we would bring a um, quite a traditional heritage uh, sort of snack, and that's a mopani worm. No, really, guys, it's really a worm. It's quite disgusting. The bowl is in front of no, me. You can, it's, you can, it's you perfectly fine, Jade. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Simba had one. Sorry, sorry, Graham, but Simba had one already, which is a complete shock to me. But if you look on our Twitter handle at at Rookies and Rockstars, you'll see. They are massive. Actually, the size, okay, I don't have massive hands, but it's literally the size of my pinky finger. Hold on, Jade, let me ask you a question quickly. Yes. Have you ever had snails? No. You've never had snails, ever? No. Have you ever had squid heads? Yes, but they all freak me out. I don't do the little funny things because it freaks me out. Anyway, oh. We're going to make you eat this today, though, right? Okay, so, so yep. let's, let's, so, so when did this, when did this whole trend when did the, <laughs> Jeffrey's fully watching us to check that I eat it. No. Okay, hold on. Actually, what we said we would do. Yes. Sorry, Graham. We'll, we're going to come back no to problem. this menu and we're going to come back to food in here. But What are we going to do, Jed? We're going to call Damon. Damon. Damon, we're going to make Damon try one of these Mopani worms. I wonder if he's ever had it before. We're going to get him to, to come through into the studio right now. But as he's coming through, I mean, speak a little, tell us a little bit more about the culinary workshop and, and how it started. Well, we are a very new company. We actually only started um, in January this year. Um, Craig and I actually, we made the mistake of um, opening another catering uh, sort of service um, company with uh, two other partners that didn't work out. But, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And um, we are actually, we're blessed that we've now um, gone on our own. And, yeah, we we, we, we try and be the, the sort of... Uh, Let's say that we bring in trends. We like to be trendy. We know that Joburg needs uh, new things like Mopani worms at functions and things like that. So, yeah, we uh, we try and have as much fun and uh, bring just new elements to catering, really. All right, fantastic. So we've got Damon here. Damon, have you ever had uh, Mopani worms before? Uh, many years ago, I chewed on one. It was very rubbery, and then I spat it out. Yeah, but they've kind of still got chili salt in here. We've got some limes. So now, there. is there a particular way of doing this? How's he supposed to do it, Graham? It's just let's squeeze some uh, some some lime on that on that mopani worm, sprinkle a little bit of that uh, chili salt that we've brought as well, and uh, just think chicken. Now, give me what is the actual uh, the history, the tradition, the culture behind mopani worms? What what is it all about? Is it because people were like starving to death in Limpopo, Basically. and that's all they could eat? <laughs> what what is it M- all about? Mopani- tell, them, tell them how you really feel. <laughs> Mopani worms are, 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 are traditionally up from, from the, the sort of north of Limpopo, um, vendor area. Uh, and, and basically it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a snack, if you would like to call it, that, um, uh, you know, that people from that part of, the, of, of the world absolutely enjoy. Um, just they like, really enjoy it or is it a case of just like someone like squid heads? <laughs> well, um, I tell you, we, we did a, a heritage function yesterday and, uh, we, we actually sold out of Mopani worms. So, yeah, I mean, and it's and a big they, hit with... And they, are they farmed in like a special kind of thingy? Well, or are they the, just picked out of the ground? Yeah, you got your Mopani, your Mopani trees. So Mopani worms, they feed off the Mopani trees. So basically, they, they are farmed 
up in in in, in a Mapani tree area, if you, you'd like. To How say. did that feed into becoming like a little bit of a South African trend, though? Well, it's heritage, and it's 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 from your vendor, um, sort of the vendor people that uh, really enjoy these. Um, I'm going to blame the vendors for this. Damon, that is enough. Okay, okay Damon is. I'm actually on stalling to be honest. I'm stalling. So much chili. What's I'm stalling. Ex- what's the most extreme thing you've eaten, Damon? Um, most extreme thing I've ever eaten. Not bacon, because we know you're Jewish. No, I don't think I'm that. Ex- I don't think I've what? done anything extreme. I think oysters are extreme, guys. I've or eaten. Oh, one? No. Okay, I've done oysters before, but I mean, it did nothing for me. I've done prawns before; it did nothing for me. I won't go there again. Yeah. Let me stall a bit more with more lamb. No, well, oyster- we got to make a meal. We got to count them down. We got to go, guys. We, we, so I'm gonna go. No, I must on. be honest with you. This is not. This this is a form of protein. So th- this is where it all actually came. The vendor people, you know, it was a form of protein for them, and that's how it all came about. Actually, becoming s- something to eat. So eat, eat, eat. eat. And how do you okay, eat? So you we're just going chew it. ten. Go for it. Nine, eight, seven, six. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Oh yum. Chewing it so quickly. <laughs> like I'm touching aware. himself at the same I'm aware. Time. Just think chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh. Damon, you are a it's sport. A, it's you not are that a sport. Bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh wow. Hey? Thank God for all of the lime and the chili and the <laughs> No, hold on. You like you like it? Was it it's not something to like. <laughs> I think it's it's almost medicinal. It's something to keep you alive if you're in Limpompo. <laughs> okay, now listen. Damon did it. Jade, it is your turn, my girl. It is your sure. turn. Oh. I, need, I, I need to go now and wash this down. Okay, cool. You Thanks, don't mind. Damon. And then afterwards, I think, Boyden, if you could just get onto Damon's hair, that would be great while you're here. Damon, he's opening up a styling. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, he's, 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 yeah, he's actually, we, we're just going to have a look at your hair. And Boyden's going to assess what we could possibly do with you while I prep for the worm. Damon? She's stalling as well. Hey, look at her. No, no, I'm fully stalling. This is a joke. Intern Sia, can't you bring me a drink? Are you taking photos, eh? Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay, so Boyden's fully analyzing his hair. You're having a scout around Damon's hair. I used to get, as growing up as a child, I was told I had thick hair. And it's not, and now you know you're getting older because now my hair's... The hairdresser the other day said to me, well, you, because you've got thin hair... Wow. A, B, and C. So now I've got thin hair. So what, so what would you do to rescue this, this mop? Um, definitely shorter. Uh, short on the sides, which then would elongate the face. Um, slightly short on the fringe. Open up the forehead just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, less texture, solid, solid lines. Which then gives the appearance of a fuller haircut. Has the wife been wanting you to get get a haircut, Emma? No, no, no. She just uh, no, no. She doesn't ever. Hair is not an issue for her. I must just uh, do other things. <laughs> oh, wowzies! Yeah. Let's not wow. go there. We're talking hair and food. Can you keep it clean? This is not <laughs> yes. keeping up with the Calvaries. Thank you very much. Listen, I think I think as soon as you open up the shop in Melbourne, we should get Damon to come through. Right? I'll sponsor it. Definitely. You tell me how much it is. No, he the shop be... will sponsor it. Okay, um, Damon. You don't have to pay What's for the shop it. called again? It's called Freedom Hair, Barbering and Coffee. Freedom Hair, Barbering and Coffee. Yes. Coffee you must push the coffee because you can also make money out of that. Yeah. <laughs> he is pushing. He was just telling yeah. us how he's going to have baristas, the whole story. No, that's clever. Coffee's big, eh? Coffee's 
Coffee's green. And it's massive. Massive. So getting bigger. So you, we're all going to go there for the launch pod. What's the date? Sunday the? Uh, Sunday the 5th. Sunday the 5th of October. That's correct. The culinary workshop are invited. Simba's invited. Damon's invited. Just so I can come through and get it done. 100%. We're all going to the launch. And uh, But how many people do you have working for you that are cutting and blowing? Um, Currently, at the moment, I'm still in, uh, interviewing new stylists. Um, I'm interviewing someone this afternoon. Um, but, yeah, I've been a, a one-man band since I started four years ago. So, so yeah, I'm looking to have about another two different two stylists on top of me. There we go. All right, Jade, no more stalling. You've got some okay. lime on there? Oh, my gosh, guys. This is so savage. I need to go wash this all down, eh? Awesome. Just... Thanks, Damon. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Damon. Okay, can I eat? I'm eating half. No, no, you have to eat the whole thing. Just put it in. I feel One sick. Go. I feel sick. You haven't even eaten it. Why are you feeling sick? Oh, oh. Okay. When is your bung this, Nina? It's actually shedded on don't, my don't soul. Don't look at it. Just put it in your mouth. Okay. One. It doesn't even smell. Oh, I know. But, uh, how does it? Okay. One, two, three. Oh, hold on. It's spilled. <laughs> it slipped. Hold on. Oh, my. <laughs> Just chew. Chew, chew, chew. Come. Oh. Go. It's nice and crunchy. That does taste like chicken. Oh! Just chew it. Finish it. Finish it. Oh, I need more lime. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish you guys could be here to see this. Oh. this is absolutely brilliant. Uh uh-uh. uh Absolutely brilliant. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> At least now you can say you've eaten my party worms, Jay. Okay, let's move on to the second Graham, course. Graham, thank you so much for that. Oh. Right, thank you, thank you. Any pleasure? We see. Also brought some uh, some nice oh. dessert here for you. We got. See. Some um that on our, on our, let's say your left is a um uh, it's the amarula um amarula malva inf- malva pudding it's I'm sorry amarula <laughs> infused malva amarula infused malva that's correct and then we've got just a, a nice little dainty milk tart milk tart there um for our heritage and, and passion then, fruit caviar yep a little bit of molecular gastronomy in there as well which is our well, our latest at the let's moment. offer Boyden some Boyden milk tart. Milk tart. Fantastic. I think this is brilliant. Damon and Jade get the Mopani words. I can't. And oh, I, I, okay. I get the Malva but I would love to. milk tart. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, I'll try some milk tart. Yeah. Milk tart's one of my best. I'm going to dig into Let's... the Amarula infused Malva here. Jeez, you... anything's going to be better than a worm. That I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is seriously brilliant. I'm loving the, mul- the, the Amarula there. Excellent. Oh, Time for okay. the milk tart. Here we now go. I'm all over this milk tart. Who cares about the wheat? Stick and a bit of that passion fruit on there. Those caviars oh, okay. are. Oh, okay. So how do you manicular balls? Yeah. So so tell me. I mean, Craig, when you get on the mic, then just tell us how you actually make these 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 balls, so to speak. Okay. Well, basically, what we do with that is we use um, all natural ingredients, or people would call them chemicals. Uh, agar agar, which is a form of uh, gelatine made from seaweed, and then uh, with a calcium lactate bath. Uh, the, the combination of that. So basically, I can turn any sort of liquid into a, a, a sphere, like you would see it there. We call it caviars. Fantastic. Jade's obviously loving it. She's gulping it down. <laughs> well, I think she's just trying to get rid of the taste yeah. of the Mapani webs. I'm not too sure what, what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, so, so I think, um, Graham, what's, what's really important is that obviously food in this country is a massive part of our heritage. And there are a lot of people within your industry offering, you know, a external catering service so in terms of when you guys started the culinary workshop what was your primary focus in terms of your service delivery and how has that shifted a little bit just i know you've i know you said you are i mean it's a relatively 
new business in terms of its business cycle. It's a, it's a baby, really, because it's been nine or ten months. But has anything changed from when you started to now in terms of service offering and, and adapting to the trends and the things you see? Absolutely. Um, look, starting the culinary workshop, um, we actually started with the name. And why we call it the, the culinary workshop is that we want to be full service catering. We would, we, we want to offer the difference. Um, we knew that from the start, being in the industry for, for a good 12 years now, um, catering all over Joburg, we, we kind of knew what we, you know, sort of the focus with catering is, but we decided, um, look, we, 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 we've got our key clients and we keep our conference clients really happy on a daily, uh, day to day basis. But the, the, the big thing that, that really makes us stand out from a, your normal caterer is that we offer a completely different the wow factor. Um, Joburg needs something fresh and that's what we're trying to bring to, to Joburg. You know, things that you haven't seen before, like, Last night we were cooking on Himalayan uh, block salt. You know, we had the societies on the on the pink salt, and it's all natural salt. So even if you've got high blood pressure, you can have an awesome society on this on the you know, and it's bright on a pink salt block. So, do you, do you guys? I mean, there's are so many cooking shows out there today. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's MasterChef professionals, there's MasterChef essay, there's the kids doing it now. You've got come dine with me and shows like that. I mean. Do you think that sort of uh, sort of helped your business, so to speak? People are more interested in food and what's going into it and what they're putting in their mouth. It definitely has. Um, we actually we, we we target corporates. Um, we 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 do a um, a master chef sort of uh, a play on master chef, if you want to call it. We don't really call it that, but we've got ten stations with ten ten ovens, ten stoves, and we we basically we we get the the corporates to cook against each other or in the corporate you know department, and they get to make a three course meal. Where Craig will judge them and things like that. And we've really we've adapted a lot of what's coming into to South Africa, like MasterChef. Um, our craft beer is very big at the moment. We bring that to your corporate now as well. Um, and, 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 and yeah, and then obviously our, our, our molecular gastronomy is is a really really big one at the moment. Craig uh, studied in the UK and has has vast knowledge with the science of cooking, which essentially molecular gastronomy is, and um, can really you know. We bring a different element to, to your catering. Fantastic. Craig, Craig, I mean, tell me about molecular gastronomy. I mean, how do you just sort of get into that? You like to blow things up as a kid. Were you, were you the guy pissing off the neighbors? Yeah, I had a few uh, incidents when I was a kid. But um, I, it was just uh, an interest of mine. I did a lot of research uh, into it. Um, it's not very big in South Africa. So, you know, for us from the culinary workshop, we take it forward to the clients. And it's had a huge um response you know people really like it uh, and it just brings a whole nother element into into functions and uh, into food so so in talking back to boyden's point so boyden as a creative is saying and in a sense you're all artists so boyden's art is people's hair and your art is food now in in talking back to his point about paperwork you've obviously grown in the last nine to ten months how are you guys coping with that well, we, we've got a, a very simple philosophy. I, I book it and Craig cooks it. So, <laughs> book um, and cook. Uh, that, that, that's how we work it. But, you know, we, we, we've, we've outgrown our, our, our projections completely. I mean, we've got our, our chefs upstairs at the moment making some buri rolls for us for Heritage Day. And, and these guys are, are, were our, essentially our first employees. Um, they came from being basically, you know, Andrew was a, was a, one of our cleaners, you know, worked wow. in the scullery. He now can cook you 
one of the best curries you can ever you can ever ever imagine. And he, wow. you know, Craig Craig is that's what it's about. We develop within, um, and yeah, we're up to six employees now, full time, and um, it's it, it's just growing from strength to strength. And uh, we've actually out we we didn't expect this this growth this the the massive growth, but um, we do we do have the infrastructure. So, what stumbling blocks did you guys uh, hit along the way? I would say, um, you know, because we're an outside caterer, delivery vehicles, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. a big cost is, is your transportation. Uh, you'll be surprised how much it actually costs in this country just to get, you know, a function to a function. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, now, you know, you've got your e-tolls on, on board as well and, and things, you know, you, you factor that in now. So definitely, well, our stumbling block was, was getting uh, making sure that we we, 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 we we get everything to where it needs to be. But uh, within the company, we've got a very uh, our our mentor is is Craig's father. He's very big into business, and uh, you know he really got us into a great uh, great directions. So just just quickly, so we've we've chatted to you about how you guys cope with the trends, and you kind of doing research and doing all those things. Boyden, for you, here's. A little bit different, I, I guess, because it changes quite frequently. I mean, if you think about the seasons, are you beyond YouTube? Are you just kind of staying glued to what's happening globally, locally? How are you adapting it to the South African market, especially the new hipsters, as we know them? Well, um, in terms of trends, I, I follow trends online um, through the media and what's happening overseas. And um, in terms of music culture, what's happening in the music industry. But um, for me, I try not to follow too much towards trends because I look at the client in a whole and say, you know, uh, not everybody can follow trends. Not everybody can do the the latest haircut Mm. or wear the latest haircut. You know, you've got to be quite client specific about what kind of cut you do for them. So, but yeah, I like to say that I keep up with trends and uh, start trends and do crazy stuff. Right, cool, fantastic. We're going to take a bit of a break. For a few minutes and we'll be back. Yes, and also just to remember, mm-hmm. after the break, we are very, very, very excited and privileged to be calling celebrity chef and editor Justine Drake, oh, who is heading up the Taste Festival that starts tomorrow at Monte Cassino. So after the break, we will indeed be back and giving her a shout and wrapping things up with our guests. Lazy days on the beach front. Full neck the old dog around to the PC and sun. Give me net the sack for ice cover beer. Give me net the box flies for his feet. Give me time to self-medicate. Give me fucking help with the headaches. Give me one big burgers for the long back. Fuck the master frickadella and my rustock. Give me swans kind of who your wives. Mock my own with poof and not my must be eyed. Mock my nearest old drunk on my andy gang. Oh my yield tight yonk and for fuck.
on the show thank you so much for that Jack Perry we're playing a lot of local music today with it being a heritage day and everything we've got that call coming through about 11.45 but Jade good to be back yeah see, so see, I was asking Boyden just now if he's ever had my party worms but he said that he's vegan so he got out of that one luckily oh yeah jeez uh, I would trade places with you right now <laughs> Ugh, that now, was not like chicken now, Boyden we were talking to you earlier and we were saying um, do you guys do mobile stations at all uh, yes, we do. Um, um, for many years, I used to do home calls as well as um, so visit people's homes and cut from home when I was still working in the salon industry. I know it's not supposed to be done, but, you know, every stylist does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, my tattoo artist and I, we every now and again, we do a thing called the Trim and a Chop. Uh, that would be Ryan Bustable tune from the Golden Tiki. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we go to festivals and we do haircuts and tattoos for people. What, so you also do tattoos? No, I don't do tattoos. That's uh, <laughs> that's Buster's job. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have a steady hand with a needle. Well, so you find guys that come there and the girlfriends are hating them, and the girls like sit in the chair and get your hair done, sort of thing. No, dude. It's about like you go to like last year we did a festival called Retrofest, mm-hmm. where it was a whole 1950s rockabilly kind of festival. Nice. Um, I'm actually getting married in the town in three weeks' time. Nice. So we go there, and it was all about the 50s inspired. So we styled them 50s, and we gave them like traditional kind of black lined 50s style tattoos mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun are you graham you kind of keen on getting into his barber absolutely i, was, I also uh, i hear you getting married in three weeks i don't know why we're not doing your catering but you were just speaking about transport where is it again boy it's about three and a half well it's about three hours out of joburg it's yeah. in a little town called fair kakerskop that's the yep. name of a town that's it they're literally taking over the whole town and having their wedding in the town. We're having a rockabilly wedding. Well, there is one street in there. <laughs> well, it's, that's, that's it. It's 40 k's off the highway. If you go 41, you've missed the town. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so just just bringing it back to um the what did you call it? Chop and uh, trim and a chop. Trim and a chop. I think also what we want to encourage you to do in a massive trend that's now the, the wave that's breaking in South Africa with where you are with your business. Remember that there's a, a massive we culture coming through. So the me culture is kind of being left behind and it's becoming all about collaborative workspace, collaborative brands, collaborative businesses. So for example, I would now like to possibly have the culinary workshop quoting Boyden on some epic, unbelievable muffins or pastries for the shop, you know, and that may or may not work, but the reality is it might. And that's what we're all about on Rookies and Rockstars. We just want to see South African entrepreneurship blooming. And just remember that you don't have to do it on your own. So Boyden, for example, has sensed that there's a need for an experience. So he's not only doing his whole styling and his shop and the creative and the rock and roll rockabilly vibe. He's also now including coffee and we've paired him with Sihle Magubani from Sihle's Brew and that'll work. But it's, it's all about Boyden having come to us and said, look guys, I do hair. I do it really well and I'm awesome at it, but I don't do the coffee shop side. Have you got, you know, can you connect us to the dudes? And it's the same with you guys from the culinary workshop. It, it's, it's, very, very, very important to be open to what's working at the moment. And it's a bit hard in South Africa because the trend has always been we'll do it on our own. Whereas now I'm just loving even the guys from um, Open, you know, th- that collaborative workspace where we had them in here last week or the week before. It's all just such an awesome trend. We, Yeah, I mean, just uh, adding on that, we, we've actually JV'd now with Darling Brewery down in uh, Cape Town. And we are taking craft beer to, to corporate events. So you've got now not going to your restaurant, you know, or, um, you know, craft coffee is massive at the moment. So I, I, I completely, I could even bring in somebody like Boyden if he had his coffee, um, doing craft coffee at, at events as well. But, um, yeah, we, we JV with, uh, Darling Brewery and you know what? The, the partnership has been phenomenal. We get all of our glasses branded for free from them. You know, we give them out at the events as well. Uh, and, and without them, we would never have been able to create this massive uh, vibe. So, yep. Awesome. So that's exactly what we're, what we're, what we're chatting about. And it's, this is, this kind of partnership that could potentially happen is what excites us because guys, it really is about that. So remember, it doesn't matter if you feel like somebody might not want to partner with you or they would. Just take the risk. I mean, you're already an entrepreneur. You've, you, you've entered the pool of entrepreneurship. You've taken the risk of not earning that salary, of not doing those things that every other corporate person would do, which is also fine. But ask, you know, don't be afraid to just be a little bit vulnerable. Put down the guard and say, you know what? I do hair. Do you do coffee? I do hair. Do you do food? I need some help because it's going to make your clients overall experience epic, which is what generates the revenue. 100%. Yeah. So we are. We are on on air right now with the very, very, very well-known and lovely Justine Drake. Hello, Justine. Hi, how's it going? Fine, and you? Welcome to the show. Good, thank you. You are live on cliffcentral.com. We are a South African entrepreneurship platform. I'm joined by Simba. I'm sure you know Simba. Absolutely. Good. She does not have DSTV. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so Justine, we, we are joined in, in, on our show today just with, we're obviously chatting around Heritage Day and we're talking hair and we're talking food. We had, we've had these guys come in from the culinary workshop 
and they're doing some amazing stuff. But we know that your journey has been been a, a long one, but a fruitful one at, at last. <laughs> so, what what was it? I mean, I know in the beginning, before you were doing the editorial side of it, and before you became heavily involved with the Taste Festival, what what sparked off the food journey for you? Sure, I think I've been cooking since I could stand. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I was just sort of schlepped to endless restaurants, and we always cooked in my family. Um, so I, I think just that, that, that sort of love of uh, love of food and of eating out and of um, is it, lit- literally lifelong. Do, do you know what I mean? Um, and my sister, who brought me up, was involved in magazines all those years ago. So I suppose that was. So I kind of knew a lot about the media, or at least I didn't know anything about the media, but I was involved in the media indirectly. Um, yeah. So I, I suppose all of that, the food and the, and the media and and and. And that whole love thing was was in my blood, or is in my blood. That's that's awesome. So it completely feeds back into. We were just talking earlier before we called you, just about passion and and the reason why South African entrepreneurs need to be doing what they're doing in the business sphere. And then obviously you transitioned kind of from this awesome cook into becoming a known cook, and then a celebrity cook, and then a cook known on TV. And what was that all like? How did you cope with just the escalation of going from a cook who's obviously, like you say, been cooking since you could stand and then to becoming a celebrity chef? Well, you know, I don't know if it really happens overnight. I mean, you know, the whole international TV thing was was pretty wild. But but by then, I'd, you know, I'd probably written about three cookbooks by then. And, you know, I'd been the, edit, the food editor of some of the... the the largest magazines in South Africa, um, you know, and, and, and I don't mean this in a grand fashion. What I mean is, you know, you sort of take one step at a time, don't you really? Mm. So um, I think I wrote my first book, Lord Help Me, at 23. <laughs> um, and I had a column in Fair Lady, which at, the, at that, in those days, and I'm talking the dark ages, um, was like the largest selling magazine in the country other than sort of you and Hayskinert. So that was was sort of pretty wild just just as a, as a as a young person, do you know what I mean? And then that grew and grew. I'm just sorry about myself. Right? Um, okay. And that grew and grew. And then and then you do little mini TV appearances and you do radio stuff and and then that grows into something else. And then and then I, I produced out my own show. Um, for and and basically I didn't I didn't produce it for anybody. I produced it and then sold it to the BBC. Um, not by myself with with partners. Um, and that that was amazing because that kind of made me um, a commodity that was international, even though I was local. And it's amazing how local people will look at you like you're a superstar if you've been on television overseas, which is totally bizarre because, I mean, you know, what difference does it make? But, um, yeah, somehow becoming important outside the shores of South Africa really resonated with South Africans. Admittedly, this is about 10 Ten or fifteen years ago, and um, and we were a lot more South Africans. Sort of thought everything overseas was so wow, you know, and you know you've got to eat food overseas and see their TV shows and their music. And I think we we're a lot more patriotic. Thank God on Heritage Day we're talking about this, mm-hmm. and a lot prouder, and not sort of taking the stance of being everybody's second sort of cousin. You know, the poor cousin. We're not quite as good as. Mm-hmm. But in those days, it was certainly different. 
No, Justine, uh, just a question from my side. I mean, we've got the guys from the culinary workshop and you've got Graham and Craig. And I asked them, with all the TV shows about cooking and that sort of thing, do you think that sort of helped your business? Do you think that's helped make you and your business a little more popular? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think that's why it's really cool to, one, be on television, but to be on, on national television um, where you become a household name. You know, it's not only the sort of, you just don't want the people who, who sort of, party and, and whatever, you want to become trusted. You think back to people like Ina Parman, you know, who's a household name in South Africa. Mm. She became that way prior to television because she used to travel around to every little dorp in the world, or not in the world, in South Africa, and talk to the ladies and teach them and engage with them. And so it's kind of about engagement. And once you start the TV thing, it's the TV helps, but through that you have so many... Um, opportunities to, you know, to demonstrate for people or to go to the opening of an envelope or to talk to people or whatever it is. And then you start an engagement and then you become real to people and they become real to you and your relationship um, kind of works two ways. You learn more about what they need and they trust you and, and that grows exponentially. Lovely. And Justine, with it being Heritage Day, what typical South African dish do you think South Africans should be making today? Well, I mean, I suppose one should sort of say, you know, have a braai with the, you know, chakalaka and puff, but <laughs> not always sure that's the only thing we've got. I mean, a beautiful, a beautiful braai, but maybe with some Malay spices mm. to kind of give a nod to that. Um, and then you could, you could take your puff and sort of Frenchify it for the Huguenots and, you know, add lots of butter and fresh herbs. I mean, I think, I think the whole thing about heritage is that it is such a melting pot. And perhaps that should that should resonate in our food and, and, and hopefully and in the bride day idea, but not just with sort of pop and voice or chops and, 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 and salad, but kind of the flavors of, 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 of everything that's made us who we are. Yeah, well, have, you having said that, I mean, these guys are so disgusting. I can't tell you, I had to try a Mapani worm, which almost killed me. Um, yeah, they no, told- they're not the greatest. Okay? <laughs> we're going to send some to you right now. Yeah, What's no, no, we're, we're, we're air freighting it to you. We're air dropping it to yeah, you, no, Mac, I as we speak. Them. I've eaten them on and off camera, and I'm just not a fan. No, 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 not I a fan. So much and, on camera. and they lied. They said it tastes like chicken. It does not taste. I've never walked into Nando's and tasted this in my life. No, I know. And it's also the psychological thing, isn't it? You know, you taste it or right, you're psychologically freaked out by it. But, they, but then they did They did bring us some amarula-infused mulva with some milk tart and some passion passion fruit caviar. So we were we, we washed, okay, that, so that's, we washed that's it cool. down. Yeah. I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just, just in closing, Justine, um, we obviously know that you are quite involved in – I think the name's changed. Is it now the Taste Festival or – Taste of Joburg. Yeah, Taste of Joe, but we have them all over this, all over the country and all over the world, really. So the one coming up that opens on, on Thursday night is Taste of Joburg at Monte Cassino. Okay, so that opens tomorrow night, eh? Taste of Joburg. Is that tomorrow? God, yes, it's tomorrow. It's <laughs> yeah, Thursday's tomorrow. tomorrow. Sorry. I know the way. Exactly, this... no, exactly. I'm, get, I'm getting out tomorrow morning. I'm losing, I'm losing things for this holiday. So, so what is your, what has your involvement been there? Have you kind of been guiding a certain theme or how, how involved have you been with that as a project? Well, um, you know, pretty involved. I mean, I still do all the magazines and the TV and everything else, but um, I'm the festival director, so it's it's an international show, um, and uh, the guys that brought it here sort of asked me to, I suppose one would call it, curate it, really, um, sort of from, from the beginning. So I kind of choose the restaurants and work on the look and feel of the show um, and... And just the kind of food offer we have, but mostly, I suppose, uh, my role is in is inviting. It's because it's by invite only. Um, the restaurants that I 
feel are right for either the city or a topical or uh, old favorites or doing something different or whatever it is. Um, and so that's my involvement, really. Oh, divine. Okay, so just kind of steering the ship a little. Exactly, and then I just do all the talking because I've got the gift of the gab, as you may have noticed. <laughs> Gee, so you, I, I, I can't cook, and I, I do have the gift of the gab. I wish I was like you and had both. Damn it. <laughs> I'm a machine in the kitchen. I'm a machine. But listen, Graham's got a question for you, Justine. Justine, yeah. hi. It's, um, it's lovely to, to chat to you. Um, I, I, I do know of you. I'm very well. Uh, I just, Justine, I mean, us being a new caterer in, in the Joburg um, market as such, we, we're a year old now. You know, I've been at the Bywater Miles and things like that. Any advice for us going forward as a, as a company or as a trend, uh, you know, something, something that could, could, could assist us, you know, um, you know, with all the experience that you've had, um, you know, I know obviously a lot of it's been very public, but um, you know, any anything advice-wise? I think um, I think that as a caterer, you know, I work with lots of different caterers, and I choose them each each time um, to suit my needs. And I think that's really important thing is, as you know, you've got to remember it's your service provider. So, you know, let's say um, I don't know. Uh, prawns with um, coriander and whatever are the trendiest thing but actually I just want a, a lovely a big friendly lunch and I haven't got that much money I think sure. gauging that and not offering me the prawns and putting me in that position yes. is one of, should be one of your your greatest sort of strengths so so talking um, to your market or giving your market what you want not what you think they want and not what you want to be seen of seen as a caterer so you don't want to be only doing stun- stunning Asia when, when actually these guys is going to go right over their heads am I making sense I yeah. think talking to your market and giving people what they want not what you think they should have sure it's sure. is probably one of the most important things one can do in your industry and it's, and it's difficult because it's one of those things where you obviously want to show that you're the sexiest trendiest most well informed but sure. sometimes, actually, that's not relevant to the people you're cooking for or providing food for. Sometimes it's just about being friendly and have, you know, having friendly, fabulous food. That, and it doesn't matter if it's old-fashioned. Literally back to the basics, top, yeah, cater for. Yeah, I think it's sure. just listening and, and knowing and, and, and tuning into what people want. It's about it's like it's like an estate agent when you say, look, I've got you know I've got five five hundred thousand rand and I want a two-bedroom home and they take you to a million and a half rand home, you know, sure. with 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 seven bedrooms and you go like, what part of this aren't you understanding? <laughs> you no, know absolutely. what I mean? It's just listening to what what the people you're engaging with want and trying to give them that, not what you think they should have. Excellent. Well, yeah, we hope to see you at the Taste of Joburg. So yeah. Excellent. Lekker. I hope to see you there too. We can eat and, eat and be very merry. Fantastic. Cool, Justine. Thank you so much. I know that it's the day before the show, and I just want to do, um, obviously, with Heritage Day and food being a massive part of our culture, and with chefs like yourself having kind of put South Africa a little bit more on the mark, is a real, a real privilege for us. And we just want to say thanks. And it's it's awesome to have you doing what you're doing, um, over across all the platforms. I know it's print, digital, TV. Taste of Joburg. I know there's so many different things. How does anyone follow you? Because I'm having a little bit of a challenge on Twitter. There's some very strange yeah, looking it's, Justine it's, Drake, I'm, but I'm I know you're not strange looking. Tweeter, it must be said, but nevertheless, <laughs> it's um, Justine underscore Drake. Okay, perfect. That's so people D-R-A-K-E. can. D R A K E. Yes. So exactly at, at Justine. So J U S T I N E underscore D R A K E, and then That's also um, <laughs> just to wish you all the best for the shows. I know that they're happening nationally. 
So well, yeah, they are. But tomorrow's over. Tomorrow, Joe Berg starts. I hope you're going to be there, and I'm, I'm sure we can win you some tickets. Yay! And I just want to say it's my first, my first foray onto Cliff Central, and how utterly divine. And thanks for inviting me. Fantastic! Thanks, Justine. We're going to come over to taste of Joe Berg tomorrow and get some yummy in our tummy. Really? <laughs> Thank you. Have Lovely. a good Heritage Day. You too. Bye. 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 Fantastic. I mean, you guys, guys, what do you think? I mean, you get get some good advice there, Graham. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm surprised she doesn't tweet as much as, you know, being being obviously very in the public. But, um, you know, that's one thing for us, social media. Um, and Jade will know this, even going to the entrepreneur um, seminar that we we attended together. We, we You know, we're very big into social media, and it, 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 it has increased our business. Um, Facebook is brilliant. Um, Instagram, fantastic. So, yeah, tweeting and all of that. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned it because um, in, we we are next week. It is fiercely exciting, Simba. We have got um, Mike Stopforth oh, wow. from Cerebra coming. Um, oh, yes. Last you, you were not here. You were obviously doing your Celebrara sparkle <laughs> stuff as you do, um, and you were on you were shooting. But we had the first kind of taster of a. Um, you must actually go and have a look, Graham and and Boyd, and also they've created a a. Free downloadable ebook called the Social Identity, um, and I know that Boyden has an outsourced team do it for you. But if you're still doing it internally, just the information. Um, that's why, because you've touched on social media, the information they're giving to businesses and brands on how to talk on social media. Because it's all very well that you're talking on on social media, but what they're kind of saying is, if you've got a loud hailer and you're going to be shouting, make sure that you're shouting the right stuff. Mm. And make sure that it's not just sell, 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 and that it's a story. But so next week, um, we are very excited to have Mike. Is he is exciting. he is a market leader in in the social media space. So we we hope that you'll listen. We certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's yeah. I mean, it's thank you guys. I mean, I'm I'm super grateful for the for the milk tart and the amarillo infused mulva. And uh, the, the the Mapani worms, <laughs> that that might take a while. No, I'm, thank you for bringing the Mapani worms for Jade. I think it was great. The food was great. Uh, my trainer's going to hate me for that that Amarillo infused Malva. But anyway, just to you, uh, can you tell us? Can you tell people where where they can find you on social media? Um, on social media, Freedom Hair would be found on Facebook as Freedom Hair, or under my personal name as Boyden Barnardo. If you can't find the Freedom Hair page, and then on Instagram, I've got an account. It's Boyden uh, Freedom Hair. All right. Yeah. Fantastic in the culinary workshop. Yeah, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash the culinary workshop. And on Twitter, we are at the culinary work. Fantastic. Yeah. Jade, any last words? No, I just, just another thank you. I know that everybody's busy today, especially Boyden with the opening of his new shop that's going to be in Melville. And um, yes. that will be opening. What's the opening date? At, uh, if all goes to plan, we are opening next week, Wednesday, the 1st of October. First Bang. of October. That's in Seventh Avenue. That's uh, Seventh Seventh uh, Street. Seventh Street, Melville. It's, it's in between First and Second Avenue. Divine. So thank you, guys, and just a big thank you for all the food and for sharing um, your your journey and where you are and keep going and keep pushing forward. And yeah, awesome. So that's about it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. South Africa, go out there, celebrate your culture, celebrate everyone else's cultures. Let's have a good time around South Africa's TV. The bride. We'll see you same time next week, eleven to twelve. Cheers.